Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Western New York Entrepreneur. Um, it's I hope you guys had a great New Year. Hope you guys had a great holiday season and whatnot. We took a, a two-week hiatus to, to give everyone a, a little time off. And plus, I don't think too many people listen to podcasts during holidays anyways. But here we are, the first episode of 2021. We have owner of Cup of Community. We have Justine Ducat. Justine, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you so much for having us. I'm really excited and looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, it's going to be good. And and so for those, Justine, obviously we've met, we've talked before. I've heard a yes. lot of cool stories, which is why I wanted you on the podcast. And But for those that don't know who you are, uh, if you don't mind, start from the beginning. What what got you into entrepreneurship? Tell us about like what really got you into to where you are today uh, into the business that you that you run. Um, I really love business and always have, and I've always had little side hustles and, you know, did a little stuff with makeup and I did some stuff with using a cricket and personalizing things and crafting and I've always liked things like that and I've had these little things going on, but when I found out that Cup of Community was up for sale actually because it's been a business that was running for about eight years. Um, in doing really well, uh, I kind of was excited about the opportunity to jump in. I already drank tea. Um, I love business. And this was just a really, really good way to marry the two together. Um, I actually grew up with my mom drinking black tea and I did not like it at all. <laughs> I was like, she really drank milk with like a splash of tea in it. And I was like, this just isn't good. But I actually ended up moving to London during college and doing some extra time there and a semester. And when I was there in Camden Market, my favorite place in all of London, um, there was a tea vendor and they had all this loose leaf tea. And I was like, what is this? It smells amazing. It tasted good. And that was my first time like buying loose leaf fresh tea. And I was absolutely hooked. And of course, being in London, you have a huge tea culture. So I started going to, you know, high teas and checking out new spots. And I just got super into it. So you, um, you actually live in London, Justine? Yes. Yeah. So I spent a semester there. Um, I, it's a very interesting story, but I got stuck there. So I ended up there a couple extra weeks because of weather and snowstorms. And I had gone a little early. So I ended up about four months in London um, and I was right in the center um, right in the heart of the city. And so it was very cool to take in all their culture and tea is just so much of, of their culture. Yeah. So that's where I really learned all about it in, in college. And from there, I was just a normal tea drinker. Like I wasn't dreaming of owning a tea shop. But then as I went to school, I ended up getting my MBA and got really more ingrained in business. And so then hearing that this tea shop that we shop at anyways, um, was up for sale, it was like, wow, wait, I drink tea all day long. I really love business. This could be really cool. And um, the stars aligned. So that's kind of how I got into everything. So you, uh, so obviously you were a, a customer of Cup of Community. How did that conversation come up to, to, to buy it? Like, I'm, it's not like, 
an owner goes up to every customer, go, hey, do you want to buy my business? So like, how did that have that kind of, kind of come? I out? actually have to give all the credit to my sister. Um, my sister, Melissa, actually helps me out with the store now. And it's all because of her that this happened. She was the really avid customer of the store. She has two little kids. They even knew the owner. They drink tea. They kind of started to grow up there. And, you know, I knew about it from her, really. And so I had drank their tea before I've been in. But she was the one that really went all the time. And when she was um, talking with the owner, it came up that she was you know looking to move and sell the place so how this all actually happened was a phone call from my sister and she said you know what are you doing I have something I need you to help me with but I don't want to tell anyone yet can you come to this business meeting and be my business ears like she's like I know nothing about business and you know I don't I, I want to understand what they're saying so can you come and listen yeah. so it was really her trying to buy it and, and me just helping her out and after the meeting I was like do you want a partner <laughs> Like, this is cool. And what ended up happening is that she already has property and children and, and, you know, other things going on. And she's like, I don't know if I can take it on right now. So I just said, do you mind if I step in? Do you mind if I try? And yeah. she said, go for it. So it was a whirlwind. Um, I actually talked to the owner and said, I'm interested but they had other buyers and stuff. And I said, I don't want to go through a bank. I, I want to raise the money mm -hmm. and be able to kind of line the people that I know's pockets with interests and stuff, not banks. Mm -hmm. and, and I had 48 hours and I, I, I can't tell you that I've ever had more like meetings over coffee and food. <laughs> I didn't want to drink any other tea or eat anything after that weekend, but I just met with people in all in my networks and kept hustling. Um, and 48 hours later, I said, I have enough to buy this place. Like I want to do this. Wow. What a, what a hustle. 48 hours. That is. It really was. Let's I mean, just, like, laminate on that for a second. What's that? <laughs> like, let's just laminate on that for a second. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, like that's, that's really cool. It was crazy. I mean, for weeks, I, she had known I was interested, but I knew there were other buyers. So I figured at that point I had kind of given up on it and was like, oh, they must've like worked it out with somebody else. So when I got the phone call, that was like, if you want it, it's yours, but we have to do something quick. And it was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like, this is so crazy, but I, I have to make a split second decision. And I kind of said, I'm going to try. And if it doesn't work, then that's what was meant to be. It wasn't supposed to work. But the fact that the stars aligned, it worked. And I was able to kind of get things in order that quickly. I said, okay, I'm doing it. And that's when I called them back. And obviously the process took a lot longer after that. You're vetting yeah, things. You're, you, yeah, <laughs> like that wasn't 48 hours buying the place, but knowing that I had the backing to do so and finding that um, that path for that uh, had to happen quickly so that they knew that I was serious enough to get everybody involved and get lawyers and and all of that. So, so it was a that, whirlwind. That, that is so cool. So I, I bet you our listeners like that is such a cool story, especially a good local story here in Western New York. Um, so I want to talk about the stories that we talked about about because you really started just during COVID. But before I do, I, I want to ask this question. I'm just I'm a curious person. And um, there's no real rhyme or reason why I'm asking this question, but what were you doing? Were you not working or were you working? Were you still a student? Like, like, were you just like between things? Like, so like obviously opening up a, a tea shop, even if it's already established, that's a lot of time. So did you like, quit a job? Like, what did you do? Um, I think I'm a little crazy. Everyone else tells me I'm crazy, but I actually had a full-time job and I still have a full-time job. Yeah. I have a full-time job that I love. Um, I work with uh, the community and nonprofits and everything in my day job. And not once did I ever think that I was going to give it up. Not once. I was like, no, what's going to happen is I'm going to take this on and I'm still going to work and nights and weekends, I'm going to do this. And that's why you hire a staff. And so 
I really just never thought that it wouldn't be possible. And every time I talk to people, they're like, you have a full-time job. Like, when are you getting out? And I'm like, I'll get out when I pay off all my investors. But like for the for quite a while, I'm going to be doing both. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of surprised by that. And they're like, you're crazy. And I'm like, some days I think I am, but other days I think you just do what you have to do. And I, I love my day job and I'm going to stay there and pay my bills with it and do what I need. And then I'm going to have all the fun that I have in running this business because it's just exciting and creative and I'm passionate about it. And I'm going to do that nights and weekends and love it. And so I had a full-time job. I still have a full-time job mm-hmm. and um, I just run the shop in addition to it. That's wow. That's cool. And that, that talk about Dell, most people run the shop, then delegate. You just started delegating right away. <laughs> that's cool. But <laughs> what you have to do really, I, I will say I was very lucky that one of the employees of the previous owner actually stayed on. Yeah. So having her historical knowledge and just having like her to, to talk with about stuff has been really, really helpful. And I think without that, I would have struggled a lot harder, but that I'm super grateful for. Yeah. So I love the story that we're going to talk about next. So for our listeners, make sure if you guys tuned out for like 30 seconds, maybe you zoned out like I do with my ADD, zoom back in for this. Um, we, uh, so you bought the, you bought the business like right when COVID started, like March of 2020. It's like March. Yes. Like it was like the day after COVID started and then you had to shut down your business and you did, you, you really pivoted in a really cool and unique way. And I just loved it. And that's like one of the main reasons why um, that really drew me to have you on the podcast. So can you tell our listeners about that? Absolutely. Um, I can't help but smile when I talk about this because it's just a pure example of like, you just never know what's going to happen um, and just try your best. And that's exactly what I did. I, Spent months, of course, as I said, working with legal teams and accountants and all of that. And finally, when everything was said and done, it was March 10th when I signed the papers. I got the keys and I walked into my shop. Oh my gosh, I own this. How exciting. And it really was. It was probably like the next day or a couple days later that things started seriously closing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is bigger than we really thought. And we ended up closing our doors on the 21st. So I owned it 11 days with my doors open before it had to get shut. And at that point, I had no plan. I I had no idea the website was operational to do online orders. So I was like, okay, we'll work with that a little bit. But other than that, I I wasn't like, okay, let's have a brainstorming marketing session. (laughs) I didn't know what I was going to do. What I did know is there were over 200 loose leaf teas from all around the world and I needed to be familiar with them. I needed to know my product. So I knew I was gonna come home every night and I already had been coming home every night and drinking different teas. So what I said was, well, why don't I just do this online? Like, I'll just go live, drink a tea and talk about what it tastes like, where it's from, how to make it. Cause I have to do it anyway. So I think the 21st was my first tea time. And so I went live on our Facebook page and it was 10 minutes. And I talked about banana. I'll, I'll never forget my first one. It was chocolate <laughs> walnut banana. It was a green tea. And I thought it was so cool to show off the banana chips and the walnut and stuff. And it actually got views. And I was like, oh, that was cool. And I did it the second day and the third day and I kept going and the views kept growing. And I wanna say it was our second or third week. I had a video that ended up with over 500 views. And for me, I was like, I didn't expect anyone to watch. So 500 for me is awesome. And it really just organically kept growing and more people were watching and they started to say like, I wanna try this. So I started then selling little samples of the tea to them so that they could drink along with me. 
And again, that grew and we were having so many orders that I started doing deliveries. Then I started a curbside pickup on Saturdays and then we started theming our week. So we started doing, oh, let's have fun. This is dessert tea week and we're gonna have tiramisu and some dark chocolate. And then we said, oh, let's take a trip around the world. So for two weeks, I talked about different teas. Every day was a different country and, and where they come from and the origin. And it just took off. People wow. were ordering left and right. We had these cute boxes made up, kind of like the monthly subscription boxes, but they were weekly. People were coming to get them. They were buying multiple so that their moms could drink, their sisters could drink. And next thing I knew, it became a community. And it was very, very cool to see. And we didn't stop. We went from March until September. Um, and I only missed one single day during that. And we did it Monday through Friday. And then Saturday, I did a recap. So some people would catch the Saturday recap, kind of hear about everything and then go back because all of the videos saved. And it's something that I never expected. Like I was just drinking a cup of tea. Who am I? I'm, I'm, who cares about that, right? And instead it's, it's people tuning in and our lives getting all these views. And then even after the organic growth of it all. And what ended up happening is in August, I believe um, PBS reached out. So here they just rebranded to Buffalo Toronto Public Media. They do WNED and PBS and WBFO and NPR. And they reached out and said, we're looking for different fundraisers and a couple people have told us about you. We've seen your videos. And through that, we actually built an event. So we did a tea tasting event in December. And the coolest part is that when it went live in October, we sold the entire thing out in two weeks and had to add more tickets. So we started with 75 tickets. We sold all of them out. We had to increase, increase it to 100, sold that out, increased it to 125, sold that out. And we got to December and we did this event. We raised thousands of dollars for them. So many people showed up and they were so excited about it. And I cannot believe that I'm, I partner with someone like PBS now. And all I did was started by drinking, you know, chocolate, banana, walnut tea. So that that's kind of our evolution of it all. It, it, it's still surreal to me, to be honest. That is, that is, that is just so cool. And that is just, that is just, again, taking advantage of in such a good way, taking advantage of what you can control. And it's like, oh, I can do this. I have to do this anyways. I might as well like leverage this. And I think that is just, that is just so cool. And for people to say, well, that's so lucky. I'm like, you know what? You created your own luck there, Justine. I think that is just sure. so cool. So I mean, I didn't um, push it. I didn't post it everywhere. All I did was hit live. Like that's all I did. Facebook and I let live, it do its own thing. Facebook live. Yeah. I did do some Instagram, but it was really hard to do both. And, and Facebook was working for us. So I would just post on Instagram, heading to our Facebook page and it worked really well. And I'll never forget one day getting a package from UPS that I had waited for all day. And he brought it in and I'm like, Oh, thank you. He's like, it's really heavy. I'll go put it away for you. And this is like prime COVID. I'm like, no, no, you don't have to. I appreciate it. And he looked at me and said, no, I always have your back. I watch you every night. And I'm like the UPS man, like how everybody sees this. Like, this is so cool. Um, and I got a lot of, in, a lot of feedback from people that there wasn't a lot happening. No one knew how to handle COVID. And they were like, it was like every day it was something to look forward to. And there was very little of that during COVID. So they looked forward to those 20 minutes that they could get on and they all started talking in the chats and they started to make new friends. And I even had people write me some pretty personal emails saying like, I've reconnected with a family member because we watch you together. Um, so it's something for me that I'm just drinking a cup of tea but it was so impactful for other people and it was really cool that they would share their stories with me um so 
one day with their permission, we'll publish some of those stories. But it, it was really, really cool to see just how much it was impacting people during a time where it sounds like they needed it. Hi, I am Inas Latif. I am a real estate agent and a team leader of one of Western New York premier teams. We rank in the top 1% year after year. We are here to help you achieve your real estate goals with our market expertise, with the highest level of integrity and customer service. So if you're looking to buy or sell a property, don't hesitate to reach out to me. That is so cool. So for our listeners out there, like I hope your head is turning like mine. Like how, like what in your business that can you take a next step in that like can just, Again, it's not like super, something crazy outlandish idea, but what can you do to bring people together through your passion or something that you need to do anyways? Like what can you do that you need to do anyways that you can leverage that to build a bigger audience or create a, a group or people? And even though nobody has the same passions as you, what can you do to, to bring those people that are passionate that revolve around your business to do so? Uh, Justine, I, I just think that is just amazing. I can't, I can't stress out how cool that is, this story is. And I'm so glad we have it on the podcast to share that because I'm, I'm sure that so many people are just going to be like, that is amazing. How do I do something like that? Absolutely. Uh, so what question, I have another question. So what keeps you going through the chaos that this year has been? Like obviously COVID, here we are 10 months later. So what, what kind of keeps you going through the chaos? Yeah, this year has been really, um, really wild and a lot of twists and turns, but I think that finding something within your business that excites you. So for me, yes, we are technically just a retail shop and you could just put us in that box and say, you're a retail shop, like you sell some tea, but I choose to see it in a very different way and say, yes, but there's so much education behind it. So let me learn as much as I can and share that with people and being able to find like, no, we're not just a retail store. It doesn't matter if you're you know, a web developer and you're like, oh, all I do is create websites. Well, not really. What is passionate about you? What do you have to look at it from a point of view of how do you get more people on the website? Why do people come to the website? Like are colors things you need to think about or pictures? Like what can you learn about yourself to, to deepen your knowledge and to be excited about it? And I think sometimes we kind of get stuck in like the same old, same old. So for me, it's finding like I'm, my goal for 2021 is to learn a lot more about herbology so that when people come in and say like, I have really bad migraines, I not only can tell them what to drink, but why it's helpful. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of kept me super passionate and I think right now, because I'm at the beginning, there's a lot of that. I'm sure over time you start to, to lose a little bit, but um, it's finding those extra things that, that make you excited. Because if you're not excited, people can tell. Yeah. So and what you're doing is you're contagious. bringing value. You're bringing value in so many different yes. ways. Again, value can mean a lot of things. It can mean community, like, you know, community. That, I think that's so cool that you bring that together with your name, but you're bringing community, you're bringing knowledge, you're, you're solving problems in case like this case, headaches. It's just bringing so many different values from so many different angles. So mm -hmm. again, what people buy really is value. What's valuable to them? Again, it could be Absolutely. information. It could be people just appreciate that. So again, what can, what can, as a business owner that's listening to this podcast right now, what can you do to bring more value in a unique way, whether it's information um, or solving different problems that you just notice that people are looking for, especially at this time being in January, it's cold. People are stuck inside. COVID's mm -hmm. still going on. Things are kind of shut down. So Justine, I, I'm putting you on the spot with this question, but is there anything else that's kind of coming up next that either you're excited about or that you're kind of just, uh, maybe it's in the works. I don't want to ruin any surprise part, you know, <laughs> but anything in the works at all? 
Yeah, I mean, we started announcing like little events that we're doing, but I think one of the things I'm really excited about over the year um, is that we did start doing monthly events that are all themed. And instead of having to sign up for a subscription that you're locked into, it's like, no, if you're interested, join it for the month. And if you're not, you don't have to. But doing these events every month, I think are going to, it's going to be really exciting because of the way we're setting it up. Um, we actually rebranded to community because of everything that happened during COVID and how much we felt like we built this community. So we've, uh, in our events, we're not only doing tastings, but we're also having these community conversations is what I'm calling them. And being able able to let all of our customers meet each other and build those bonds that they've been building through the computer screen, at least over Zoom and stuff like that, which I'm excited about. I think it's going to be a really good way to keep connecting and keep building our community. Um, so that that's exciting. And it's just fun because we're going to play with cocktails. We're going to play with cooking. We're going to do stuff for kids, like all of these different things, because my motto is going beyond the cup. Tea is amazing to drink. But going beyond the cup is like my wheelhouse. I want to be showing awesome. people all of the stuff we can be doing. Your kids can have fun with making popsicles from it. We can be on the grill grilling. I use spices. I use tea as spices all the time. We, our Christmas cookies were made from tea. You know, we, um, there's so many ways to be using it. And so I'm really excited about kind of expanding in that way um, in, in this year. Wow, that's so cool. Like you have these cool phrases like beyond the cup and community. Like what a that is so cool. It just draws on together. Do you have a Facebook group by any chance or do you more do email subscribers? How do you let people know about your events? And how do you kind of mm -hmm. keep all this together so they're all in one place or at least? Yeah, so we do um, post it on all of our social medias. Right now we mainly use our Facebook page and our Instagram page. And on both of them, we're just cup of community. Um, though know that community is spelled with a T-E-A at the end, not a Y. So it's a little play on what we do. Um, and then we also do have a newsletter list. So the newsletter is where you're going to get everything all at once. So that's always very helpful. And then on our pages, um, we're always posting different um, good information and articles and shouting out um, community partners that we have every month because we are all about giving back to the community as well. So um, very community focused overall. Wow. This is, this is so much and I love it. So that being said though, Justine, for those that, um, just really love, you know, what you're doing, would love to pick your brain, get ideas, or just get involved in your cup of community. Um, what is the best way for people to contact you that you feel comfortable putting on the air here? Sure. Um, definitely email us. Uh, we always try and respond to email. I think it's easier um, and you can have that nice thread between you. So uh, our email is team, T-E-A-M, at cupofcommunity.com. Um, or of course, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you can go ahead and direct message us on there. We kind of follow all of those. Um, so whatever's easiest for everyone else. Yeah. And before I let you go, because we're almost out of time here, yeah. um, is there something that you want to talk about? Something that you, you know, that maybe you wish I asked or maybe something that's kind of like stirring up that you'd love to let our audience know? Um, just how grateful we really are for, for the community. I know that word is overused in this podcast today, <laughs> but it really like, I could not have done this if people weren't responding. Right. So it is the hard work you put into your business, but it's also the way that people respond to it. And if it wasn't for them hopping on and, and watching those lives, it wouldn't have grown that way. I wouldn't have talked with PBS. We wouldn't be doing these tastings. Right. So that domino effect. And while it started with me drinking tea, it really started with the customers and them latching onto that got us through the shutdown. It helped us reopen. And so just the how grateful I am for 
the community and for the customers and they are really great at spreading the word um and you know through analytics we got to see how many people were new customers this holiday season and it was a lot higher than i thought which is awesome so just how like excited we are for what is to come and how happy we are that people are just as excited as we are and that they keep supporting us and um and we're really just grateful for it all yeah well we're grateful for you justine thank you for innovating thank you for uh, not because it would have been so easy to close down the doors and just, you know what, I tried it, forget it. You know, this COVID thing hit, especially after a month or two, and you're just, you're just making a huge negative into a positive. And I think it's, I think it's great. So we need people like you. And that's why this is part of the reason why I love doing this podcast is like, we have so many amazing entrepreneurs in our own backyard. Uh, so why don't we highlight them and let's help each other out. So we're better together and it's because of people like you. So Justine, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for highlighting this story. And I really hope that people get some stuff out of it and just go for it and try it and do it. And um, I'm sure you'll find great success. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to wnyentrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.